Welcome to the Career Accelerator, the podcast where corporate managers will find tips and tools to deliver results through others. Today, I will provide four tips to help you engage in more productive conflict at work. I'm your host, Percy Cannon. In our last episode, we were honored with the presence of Bob Berg, co-author of the Go-Giver series of books. Bob shared with us the five principles outlined in his latest book, The Go-Giver Influencer, co-written with John David Mann. The first one was to improve how you frame and potentially reframe your discussions. The second one was step into the other person's shoes. Focus on what's in it for them. The third one was let go of having to be right. Number four was master your emotions. Think before you talk. And number five was to communicate with tact and empathy. Above all, be gracious. If you haven't listened to this episode, I strongly recommend you to do so. You will get lots of wisdom and practical advice from Bob. Now, switching to today's topic, let me start by asking you where you would rate your typical team meetings on what best-selling author Patrick Lencioni calls the conflict continuum. Would you say that your meetings are mostly benign with your team members very guarded and slow to make decisions, so nobody will get upset or feel challenged? Lencioni calls these artificial harmony meetings. Or do your meetings fall more toward the other end of the continuum, where you may have mean-spirited discussions and even some personal attacks? To achieve positive resolutions to your meetings, Here are four tips that can move the needle to somewhere close to the middle of this conflict continuum. The middle is the place where great teams maximize the power of healthy conflict. Tip number one, agree on a set of ground rules for how to debate. When I coach leadership teams, I usually ask them, to share any rules they may already have for conducting their meetings. Most of these rules focus on the logistics of starting and ending on time, sticking to a single topic or prioritizing them if there is more than one, not interrupting the speaker and others. An obvious rule that is not always explicitly stated is to debate the topic but never attack the person. When team members disagree with a comment or a proposal, they should voice their concern without criticizing the person. A not-so-obvious rule for keeping conflict constructive is to address the so-called elephant in the room. Great teams tackle undiscussable topics head-on which, if not brought to the table, can greatly diminish the productivity of the team. Tip number two, ensure there is 100% participation in the discussion. Silence should not be an option, regardless of whether the meetings are remote, in-person, or hybrid. 
Having said this, the leader should be aware that each team member addresses conflict differently based on their personalities, their culture, and other personal views. This is where personality tools such as DISC help uncover the different discussion styles of the team members. I remember working with a leadership team where the majority of its members had a more direct and forceful way of discussing topics. While one member, whom I'm going to call Helen, had a style that was tactful and accommodating. After speaking privately with Helen first, and then both of us with her leader, we concluded that the best way for Helen to contribute during discussions was to have the leader explicitly ask for her opinion after other team members had volunteered their respective opinions and suggestions. They started implementing this suggestion right away with very good results. Tip number three, beware of the emotions in the room and manage them, starting with your own. All of us have emotions, and some topics may elicit a type and level of emotions that can easily derail a meeting and potentially harm relationships. In terms of your own emotions, as my friend and mentor Bob Berg suggests, imagine there are two versions of yourself in a car, a calm one and an emotional one. Which of the two should be in the driver's seat? Don't let the emotional you wreck the car with out-of-control behaviors. And if you spot the emotional level in the room reaching unproductive and potentially offensive levels, call for a break or wrap up the discussion to be continued at another time. You could also include a ground rule on what to do if emotions reach a potentially high level so everybody understands how to manage the situation. And tip number four, listen and summarize what you heard to confirm your understanding. In a recent episode, I proposed to listen more and speak less. Maybe this is why we have two ears and one mouth. You can take this practice to the next level by playing back what you think you understood from the other person. There are at least three benefits for doing this. The first one is the other person will feel listened to and will be more open to discussing different perspectives. Second one is you will buy time to prepare your response to the other person. And the third one will be that you will confirm if what you understood was indeed what the other person wanted to communicate. Summarizing. I have shared four tips today that can help your team maximize the power of healthy conflict. Number one, agree on a set of ground rules for how to debate. Number two, ensure there is 100% participation in the discussion. Number three, beware of the emotions in the room and manage them starting with your own. And number four, listen and summarize what you heard to confirm your understanding. 
In our next episode, I will provide tips on how to improve the culture in your team. Like what you heard today? Please rate, subscribe, or follow this podcast and share it with your coworkers and friends. This is Percy Cannon, working to help you make the rest of your life the best of your life. Thank you for listening to The Career Accelerator, the podcast where corporate managers will find tips and tools to deliver results through others. Stay tuned for our next episode.